Welcome to the GeoMob podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, be it for fun or profit. Hi, Stephen. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Ed. How are you doing? You're unwired, I can see. I am unwired. I'm unshackled. My jaw is unwired. That is right. I'm back. So first up, let me say a big thank you to you for holding down the fort while I was away for a couple of weeks because I had a, a pretty bad injury. I guess for those listeners who don't know, I went I went out bike riding one day and, you know, just very peaceful, tranquil little bike ride through the countryside on a bike lane, not anything dangerous, not mountain biking or anything. And I was on kind of an old bike and I, uh, there was a little bump. So I lifted up to go over the bump and the front wheel came off cool. completely unexpectedly. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, it was one of those fast release wheels and I guess it wasn't in or it worked itself loose or something. I don't know. But anyway, the end result is my chin went into the pavement quite hard and that then broke my jaw. And then I had to go to the hospital because I had to reset it. Uh, you know, spend the night in the hospital. The procedure to reset it is is, is quite painful and involved because they got to get like deep in your throat. So they got to knock you out because otherwise you're gagging. Anyway, then they reset it and I woke up and all was fine. But the problem is obviously you can't, it's like, like when you break your arm, you have a cast, you, you can't move. So to prevent you from moving it, you know, got to wire your jaw shut. So that was about six weeks of good fun. And that ended on Monday. And uh, so now I can eat again. And I still got to take it slow. I'll eat only soft things for, for another couple of weeks. But I feel much better. And so just, I'm back. And though our listeners won't be able to see you, but I can see you. And you're looking fine. You're looking great. In fact, you're looking very relaxed, Ed. It's Good to see you. Um, well, you know, when you have your jaw wired shut, you have a lot of time to think, yeah. reflect, come to terms with uh, yeah. the pros and cons of life. And, so. and a minor plus side is that I got the opportunity to do several podcasts that you had scheduled and uh, I picked them up and did the interviews, which was a lot of fun. I think people that I didn't know and hadn't expected to be interviewing. So I think a couple of those are coming out over the next few weeks and uh, – they're going to be, it was great fun doing them. So I won't say thank you for breaking your jaw, but it wasn't a problem at all filling well, in whilst you were really, unavailable. Well, it did mean, of course, we missed our big celebratory 100th episode. Ah, uh, yes. Um, which, which you had to do alone. So, yeah. And um, sorry about that. And I guess well, maybe we'll do something for the end of the year yeah. coming up in a couple yeah. of weeks or something to celebrate so anyway congrats to us very nice milestone 100 episodes i think it's an incredible milestone because as i said to you i think yeah when you first called me and said what do you think about starting a podcast it was the back end of 2019 and i think by the time we got our act together and the tech sorted we recorded our first episodes in like mid-february or something and a few weeks later we went into this pandemic and we've been locked down for the best part of two years we haven't seen each other face to face for two years now that's right and the podcast has just been fantastic you know it's it's kept us going it's provided a sort of focal point in some long dull periods in lockdown i'm really grateful that we did do this because it's made that lockdown easier for me and also i'm just stunned that we did keep it up you know i mean everyone says you know if you're going to start a podcast you've got to keep it going and be regular and all of that and you were good at that ed much better than i would have been i think i would have been a little bit dilatory in keeping it at a scheduled one episode going out every week but we've done it and we've gone through 
100 episodes. That's more than one a week because we're not up to two years yet. So we could have a celebration yeah. of two years as well. Maybe we'll, yeah, we'll do the big celebration of two years. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. Well, I we should also say a big thank you, of course, to all, the, all of our guests who have come on yep. the show. It, yeah, it's been great. Get to have lots of very interesting conversations with old friends and, and new acquaintances. Yeah. And so that's been fantastic. So I look forward to many more yeah. and, you know, let's get some more interesting guests on. And, but Stephen, we have some very big news oh, um, yes. because while the pod, the podcast has been exciting as a way to keep GMOB going when we, when we couldn't meet in person, we will soon be meeting in person again. Yay! Um, two events coming up. That's right. <laughs> so although actually you, you and, and I will not be no. meeting up first because no. one downside of yeah one downside of breaking my jaw was that um, it it really threw my whole schedule into disarray yeah. for the for the autumn. So we have an event coming up in London on the twenty fourth, which of course I was hoping to come to London and attend, but unfortunately I'm not going to be able to make it. So you'll be hosting there. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, it is the first ever. Geomob that I'm going to be missing. I think it probably uh, is, is, and it's certainly the first Geomob that I've ever hosted, so you can be absolutely certain so, that they're going to be chaotic cock-ups. I mean, all the rules about PDFs and 12 to 15 minutes and keeping the questions right. short, it's that's going all going to get messed com up. Completely freeform. Yeah. Anyway, Wednesday the 24th in London, back at Geovation, yeah. And then the following evening on the 25th, we will have an event in Barcelona at, at One Cowork, the usual place that we have it. So, dear listener, if you would like to attend, make sure you sign up. You have to you have to sign up because of COVID. You know, COVID type stuff. So, and actually in Barcelona, the number of spots is is a little bit limited. So, if you haven't signed up yet, please do. But we have some great speakers, and uh, you know, afterwards we'll have some. Refreshing geo beers. Uh, I'm excited to get back in the yeah. swing of things. And I think we should also say, remind people that we are asking people who sign up to be well, not to not to get <laughs> to be fully vaccinated. Yeah, but yes, absolutely. Please don't sign up if you're not fully vaccinated. We're not going to be doing hardcore checks, I don't think, unless the regulations change in London. But we do have an expectation, and the other people coming have an expectation that you will be vaccinated. And I think that's fair. Yes, enough, yes, you know? I think so too. Yeah. So if you, if for some reason you haven't gotten vaccinated yet, hopefully this is the uh, the thing that pushes you over your hesitation. So <laughs> absolutely, yeah, I'm sure. Come, attending so. a geomob is just the trigger point to get vaccinated if you've held off for the last ten months or right. something. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting, and um, mm -hmm. I, yeah, you know, I mean, we've got great speakers in London. I'm going to try if I can work out how to do it in a low tech way to record the event, but I'm not going to guarantee that. I have got an idea how I can record it. I'm not going to try and live stream it, but I am going to try and record it if I can manage it. We'll find out whether it works. I, I hope it does work. And, uh, you know, if not, regardless, my, you know, my, my best wishes to everyone who attends in London. Sorry to be missing it. Yeah. So. And my best to the people in Barcelona, which is the following day, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. The following day, Thursday the 25th. Yeah. And one point we should make, Stephen, of course, is that, you know, the event will follow the usual format. We'll have a few speakers. Then after the speakers, go to a nearby pub for Geo Beers, which are paid for by our sponsors. And I am delighted to report that one of our sponsors has just recommitted for another year. A huge thank you to our friends at the Esri Startups Program in the UK. 
who are, uh, have been a sponsor for the last two years and, and have now recommitted for another year. Fantastic um, news. And it is fantastic news and it's a very interesting program for anyone out there doing a startup. So I, you know, I'm trying to get someone from, from the program to come onto the podcast and tell us about it. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the schedule is of when they have, you know, a new intake of startups or whatever. So maybe we'll try to time it so that it's kind of in the lead up to, to one of their new cohorts or something. So, but regardless, big thank you to them for making it possible. So, And talking about startup programs, I spotted, I got an email from Geovation. They're kicking off a mentorship program and they're looking for, All right. for mentors and mentees in the geospatial startup space. And it looks like a really cool program. Uh, I don't know. Are you going to participate? Or? Uh, I, was, you don't know yet, no, you know. I don't know. I have offered myself as a mentor. Now I'm putting this right, out. I saw, you, I saw you more on the mentee side, Stephen. I mean, I think there are a lot of issues. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Use some help yeah. with. Well, they might, they might respond with exactly the same comments, Ed, and say, look, guy, uh, you're not fit to mentor, but we've got somebody who could actually teach you a few things, like how to shut your mouth right. occasionally. Right. So I've put myself, I've offered myself as a mentor. Whether they take me, I don't know. And I don't know that that's a reflection on me. I think it's a case of they have mentees and they have mentors and the mentees have needs and they have to match mentees to mentors. It's not the other way around. The mentors are here to serve the mentees, not right. them right. to provide people for us to mentor. So, but anyway, it's an interesting great, program and great initiative. Go on the if you're if you're a geospatial startup or somebody in a role who would like a mentor for anything, you know, have a look at what's going on on the Geovation website. Get in touch with them. I think applications close towards the end of November. Okay. Good. Uh, thanks for mentioning that. Good point. Okay. Should Should we give a very brief update on our projects? I what's, think what's we should. With Mapry? So, in case listeners don't know, I've been hanging out in Tel Aviv for the last month, and I'm here for another week or so. It's uh, been fantastic being in Tel Aviv. We've been waiting to get here to see friends and family for ages because of COVID, and finally managed to get here. And Whilst I've been wandering around, I have seen so many maps in the wild. I've been clicking away and I've been publishing a few as I go and I've got loads more to publish. The project is just incredible. You know, it's gaining momentum. And in fact, I have to have a conversation with Arno about this because traditionally we publish three posts a week. And the idea being yeah. that by doing a regular three a week, we've always got a couple of months in front of us. So you know that you're going to keep having three a week. Actually, the backlog is growing to an extent that, you know, I don't know whether we're ready to get to five a week, but I think we're getting close to it. You know, there's a massive flow of them coming in, and it seems more and more people are mailing every week saying, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And a funny That's thing fantastic. happened a couple of weeks ago. Joe Morrison, who you know, Martha yeah. Morrison on Twitter, he was in Delft. He was in Delft. He was in Delft. Yeah. You know, and he saw the ceramic map. You know, the wall map that, um, that yeah. you and I know about because I featured it on Mappery. And then I reached out to the lady who designed it and we did a podcast interview with her. And that's about 18 months ago. And all of a sudden, 
Joe Morrison discovers it, tweets it, and the whole internet goes, starts fizzing with comments on this map, which we'd had on Mappery and on the podcast 18 months ago. So that was fun. Yeah, so that's going really well. What about Open Cage? What's happening there? It's all been asleep whilst you've been wired up, has it? No, I, I mean, obviously, that was a bit of a setback going into the hospital and then just needing to heal up. And so. Can I just interject? Luckily, to, can I just interject to say yeah. that you are the master of the understatement? You <laughs> fly over the head, the handlebars of your bike, crack your jaw, end up yeah. being wired up for six months, and you describe it as a what? What did you just say? A, 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 bit, a bit of a setback. A bit of uh, a setback. Yeah. It, well, it give, it, the, the good the good side of things is, as I said, it gives you a lot of time to think, and 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 actually, you know, it didn't inhibit me working on a computer, but obviously, I did work a bit less, and it did uh, disrupt the schedule, and and unfortunately. Right before the accident happened, uh, uh, right after the accident happened, a week later, I was supposed to go speak at a conference. It was going to be like my first visit to a conference. I was going to go to Dubrovnik in Croatia, and I'd prepared a big talk and things. So obviously, I couldn't do that. Um, and luckily, my, my co-founder, Mark Tobias, um, he was also attending the conference, and he was able to give the talk. But it, so basically, but so we had to shift several things around and, and change our schedule. And and so the end result is the main project that we've been working on, which is GeoSearch, has has been delayed a bit. That being said, now the momentum is picking back up, and we'll see when this episode goes out. But I'm very hopeful that by the time it's out, we have already started release kind of an alpha version for a lot, a many, many people out there have been signing up on our early access list, um, for which I'm very grateful. Thank you to everyone who did that. And and so that's kind of the first group that we're going to expose it to and and get our first feedback and you know then we'll see we'll see what that feedback is and what we need to adapt but but anyway that that remains the main project and and we continue on with that for the coming for the immediate future and is that going to be yeah, it's, is that going to be a new product or a feature of the existing product well no it'll be a new product and this actually has revealed something so you know to date we've had one product which is our geocoding api and you know it's the kind of thing where going from one to more than one is causing us to discover many issues that we that were unanticipated and that we need to deal with along the way. So uh, there are always kind of two projects. One is building the product. The second is kind of adapting our website so that people can purchase it and people, you know, in anticipating that there are going to be more than one product. And, you know, a, a, as you go, there's always you, you find things where you're like, well, the easy way to do this would be I just kind of pack it in like this or I can take the time to, you know, make it make it more robust so that if we ever add more products in the future. And so those are kind of the things that we're grappling with. But, you know, slow, slowly, steadily, we've been chipping away at this. And as I said, I hope by the time this episode is out that we have something that people are playing with and giving us feedback on. So great. that's kind of where we are. What else do I have to report? That's that's really the main thing okay. on OpenCage for right now. So, yeah, what else? So, what, what, what's, how's the tech scene out there? Okay, so... Checking that out. Well... You know, you're talking about the country that considers itself the tech nation, almost. You know, I mean, of course, you've yeah. got lots of startups. You've, you've got it's startup nation. You know, you've got a lot of startups and quite, quite a lot of geospatial startups as well. And some of them, yeah, I mean, we're talking about startups. There is, you know, colossal money, particularly American money, American funds coming into some of these things, you know, all on the back of 
When I say on the back of Waze, Waze established the reputation of the country for sort of this, these fast-growing tech startups, you know, and it was a big success right. that sold out to Google. And it sort of woke up the investment community to the fact that there were lots of other smart people here. You know, they've got some great universities, great talent. So there's a lot of people out here doing interesting things. And I mean, it's going to take me time and coming back again and again to actually meet loads of them. But I am starting to meet people. I'm going to see an interesting startup that I'll talk about to you after I've actually met them and met the CEO. CEO next week. Right. Friend of mine who was working for an Israeli company is now working in geospatial for an American real estate business, colossal real estate, digital real estate business. There's a lot of stuff happening here and it's really interesting. There's also, and I think it goes with this whole sort of tech culture, you know, I have never seen so many e-bikes and e-scooters as you've got in Tel Aviv. And I was talking to somebody who works in that space, the mobility space, and we were talking about the way the e-bikes and e-scooters have just grown colossally in Tel Aviv and compared it to cities like London and Barcelona. And it seems to me that it's all about... Why is that uniquely in Tel Aviv? Is it just because the weather is really nice and so people can ride them all year round? Or is it... Well, it's because driving is is a fucking nightmare, right? That's the first thing, Right. right? Public transport is really good, but it gets crowded and... And you've got all the classic problems of public transport that you've still got the last mile or the last half mile to do from the bus stop and everything. And it's a flat city, which is a big feature, obviously. And they have got the most incredible cycle infrastructure. They've got cycle lanes everywhere. You've got a lot of boulevards, you know, these sort of nice wide streets with a a grassy bit or a paved bit in the middle. And they've put two cycle lanes in opposite directions with the pedestrians in the middle of that. So, oh, right. um, so you get, yeah. you've got fantastic cycle infrastructure, you know, and you walk down, there's this long promenade along the seacoast, and it's got two cycle lanes on it, as well as plenty of space for pedestrians. So it all works just brilliantly. You know, the traffic lights, when you get to a traffic light, on the pedestrian side, there'll be a light for the pedestrians to tell them when to go. There's a light for the e-bikes and scooters telling them when to cross. Right. Yeah, they've really done it well. Well, that's what's needed. Yeah. The real impulse. I mean, the, the cities that struggle with all these scooters and things is because all of a sudden there's scooters, but there's no infrastructure yeah. for where they're supposed to go. So then they're either in the roads, which is dangerous, or they're on the sidewalks, which is dangerous, yeah. which is a nightmare. And like, Actually, at, at, at OpenCage, we're fortunate to work with several of these companies, mm. you know, because they, obviously they're tracking where the devices are. And uh, yeah, it, we can see they're really growing. Yeah. Sounds like they're really growing in Tel Aviv, but they're growing everywhere. Yeah. So, and they had a problem with people, you know, because you, you ride these things and then when you're finished with them, you just put them down and you Look, yeah. switch off. You know, you say that you finished on the app and that's it and you walk away. And of course, people were leaving them in the most stupid places you know and uh sure. blocking the pedestrian the pavements and everything so what they've done now is they've got like maybe every 500 yards they'll be or, or less they'll paint a white rectangle on the pavement with a little scooter or bike symbol in it and you're only allowed okay. so now they're geo they they're using the geofencing they've got all of those rectangles 
Basically, so you have to lock it up in one of those. And if you don't lock it up in one of those, you get a fine or something, or they know that you've not done it and they'll send you messages. You can't leave it there. It's really cool. I'm really impressed by it. Donna and I... Good for them. Donna and I tried. We signed up for one of the apps and tried an e-scooter. We had it for about 15 minutes between the two of us, went up and down the promenade, then tried doing what all the cool young people do, you know, with... Her getting on the back and put holding on to me and the two of us riding on this scooter. Yeah. Went a couple of hundred yards and decided this wasn't for us and we uh, we shut it down. But I have got pictures of me on an e-scooter, which I will post to our Twitter account later on, just so you can all have a laugh at me on an e-scooter. My kids absolutely well, screamed at us, Mum and Dad, get off that thing and don't be so stupid. Well, it's, it is an interesting example of technology, including geospatial mm. technology, as you say, mm. with the geofences, can, can really change the the experience mm. of a city. Yeah. You know, and actually, for, for anyone who's interested in it, I subscribe to and um, regularly listen to a very interesting podcast. It's called the Micro Mobility Podcast. And uh, I think it's weekly. Every week they have an interview with with someone from the industry. So mm. like the, the, the scooter companies or someone from cities or, you know, and, and there are a lot of different technologies. Mm. I mean, there are, there are the scooters, there's the, the e-bikes, there's like delivery vehicles, all kinds of different things. So it's it's a really dynamic space. Yeah. Very cool. And of course, all the tele, the Israeli equivalent of Deliveroo or... Yeah which is a company called Walt. Don't ask me why, okay. but it's called Walt. All of their drivers are using these e-bikes. Are using the e-bikes, yeah. yeah. Well, in some, I mean, on, on that podcast, they've had, you know, now there are people making e-bikes specifically for delivery drivers, you know, that has kind of more carrying capacity and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's really interesting. And I, and I do hope it changes our cities for the better. You know, yeah. So cool stuff. Cool, cool yeah. Stuff. I'm glad you've been enjoying the time. Yeah. There. So, and you mentioned uh, you've run into a few podcast listeners in Tel Aviv. Yeah, of a bar podcast. Yeah, I have. Yeah. So I've been trying to meet a few tech people whilst I've been here, and a couple of times, two or three times, I've met people, and they've been giving me really great feedback about how much they enjoy listening to our podcasts and how it's an important part of their weekly listening habits. And I was having lunch with a couple of people yesterday and guy who I, I knew a little bit, but I hadn't seen, I'd only met him once before. He said, we sat down and we started chatting and he said, it's just like listening to the podcast. It's amazing listening to you. <laughs> right. And it was really cool. And I've also had a bit of feedback on that solo podcast that i did the one that I did, your monologue at episode 100 episode, episode 100, 100 yeah. exactly yeah which yeah i wasn't sure about and i have to tell you doing that podcast was a hell of a lot more difficult than you would have expected because in theory you've got nothing to organize you need to make a few notes so you know what you're going to talk about you need to switch on the recording whatever tool you're using and just record it and then upload it no it was a bloody nightmare I, I think I had to try three times before I managed to get a complete recording done. The technology just, and I'm not stupid, and, you know, I know how to switch uh, voice recording on, on QuickTime Player or whatever it is, and it kept failing. Anyway, so eventually I got it done, and it was, it was more difficult than I thought, but the feedback was good. People liked it, and I think I've got a couple of ideas for doing another one on a topic, you know, just where you can have a little bit of a rant or a whatever and dig a bit deeper, and I think you should do some, Ed, as well. I think it's a great 
it's a lot of fun, you know, something you're passionate about. Well, let's see. I, I got to, now that my jaw is unwired, maybe I first need to build back up with a, with a few normal episodes. Okay. But, but I do think, so first of all, con- congrats and thanks again for, for doing episode 100 by yourself. But I think it's also good that we should, we shouldn't, you know, as we look to the next 100 episodes, we shouldn't get stuck in our ways. We should experiment with some new formats yeah. and any feedback that anyone out there has about different things we could try mm-hmm. or, you know, anyone who wants to be a guest or wants to recommend a guest mm-hmm. or topics we should discuss or whatever, you know, please let us know. And so. I've had a request from at least one of our interviewees to reprise the Christmas special. Oh, right. Last year when we, when there were five or six of yeah. us. The chaos and, uh, episode. Well, we need to, we need, well, it, 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 I guess it would make sense to revisit our predictions. Absolutely, predictions. yeah. And I don't, off the top of my head, my head recall what my prediction was or, or my predictions were, but. I think you'll find. Yeah, it might make sense. I think you'll find that I uh, made notes on our predictions and recorded them in a blog post so that uh, nobody would be able to wriggle out of what they said. Oh, well, the recordings are there, yeah. so we can and always go back and listen. Ed so. Parsons in particular, I think is running out of time on his prediction. I see. He had a by the end of the year prediction, and I think he's going to be wrong. Anyway, we'll see. All right. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll line that up for the end of the year. It was enjoyable. Oh, so. one last thing, Ed. Have you seen sure. the Netflix series Billion Dollar Code? You know what? I have not yet. No. And, and several people have mentioned I should. Okay. Actually. So. so you should. And once you yeah. have... We could talk about it because I mean it's geospatial. TV. It's about it's about Google Earth, the making of Google Earth. It's or, about or, uh, Google design. Earth and a German company called TerraVision, which apparently sued. Is it is it a documentary or it's fictitious? It's, I mean, it's kind of based on the story, it's but it's based a, a fictitious on the sto- story. It's or, not. Yeah. I don't know. I, the answer is I don't know. It's based on the story. One of the participants in the story was a consultant to the program. So it was made with the cooperation of one of the television founders who get into okay. a dispute with Google. Watch the series. It's a good watch. You know, it's a four-episode okay. four series. Watch it. And in fact, all our listeners, shit, this is TV about geo i mean what more could you want when you want something to watch you know you're looking at all this trash on netflix and then you see a, see a thing which is about google earth and maps and technology oh yeah it's enjoyable i don't know right. how truthful it is i don't know how accurate it is and maybe if we're once you've watched it maybe we can get ed parsons on a podcast and grill him on how true this is. We can go through it. I, I like to hold Ed responsible for any failing that Google makes anywhere in the world or any 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 perceived failing. I think it's appropriate. I think so. it is. In the same way that I hold Mark Eiliff responsible for every failure of world politics because he works for the UN. Well, if you work at the United Nations, obviously. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's all his I don't fault. know who else we could blame. Yeah. So, um, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Add in blame Chad Field for everything that goes on at Esri that we don't like and Jeremy Morley for everything that goes on at the Ordnance Survey that we don't like. And we've just about got the whole world covered. Exactly. Okay. So, all right. On that cheery note, it's great to be back. Stephen, enjoy the rest of your time in Tel Aviv. Thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners for sticking with us for 100 episodes and many more to come. Thanks a lot. Have a great day, everyone. See you. Bye. 
Thanks everyone for joining us today and listening to the GMOP podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed the discussion. Please don't hesitate if you have any feedback for us or any suggestions for topics that we should cover in the future. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, if you're not yet on the mailing list, please do get on the mailing list where we once a month send out an email announcing future events, summarizing past events, and just generally sharing uh, events that you may find of interest. You can also, of course, follow us on Twitter, where our handle is geomob. You can follow Steven at Steven Feldman. You can follow me at Fryfogel. You can check out Mappery at mappery.org. And of course, if you need any geocoding, please check out my service, which is opencagedata.com. We look forward to you joining us again at a future episode and of course, seeing you at a future GeoMop event. Hope to see you there soon. Bye.